Hi everyone, I have my friend Adrina here and she is a mental health therapist. Um, this month is Mental Health Awareness Month and I thought what better time to do this than now. The world is in a very scary place right now mentally and I know that Adrina is going to help us enlighten that area of our mind a little bit and she'll be able to give all the advice and give us a direction on where our mind can actually go versus where it wants to go. I'm going to give a little background on Adrena. I met her years ago. I did her makeup a very long time ago. I don't even remember. Maybe 2012. 2012. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and uh, we connected really well and we have kept in touch on Instagram since then. And I admire her. I admire all the accomplishments she's had. And I have to say, you know, people see me and they say, you know, we're so proud of all that you're doing. And I always feel like, oh my God, I'm not really doing anything. And I know it. it's seen that way out in public, but I think because my life is out there, like right now you just mm -hmm. said, I feel like I know you. Mm -hmm. I feel like what your, I know what your day-to-day -day is like. And because, you know, we're out there. But someone like you, who doesn't really put themselves out there, at least on social media, mm -hmm. um, is not really recognized by like social media or society the way I am. Mm -hmm. And so I want that to be clear to the listeners of like, okay, well, who is Adrena and why is she interviewing her? Because I think that you've accomplished a lot being a woman, being an Armenian woman and being so young and being able to get to where you are. So do you want to give a little bit of history? She has a lot under her belt, you guys <laughs> no. buckle up. We, I, it's very admirable to listen to it. So I'd love to hear about how you got started in this I know that you mentioned you knew you wanted to be a therapist back when you were in eighth grade so yeah. why don't we start there <laughs> well first thank you genuinely I feel so honored to just be invited to be on your podcast you know how much I admire you you know how much I look up to you your accomplishments um and how much I use all of your products <laughs> okay. um, but thank you again for um, allowing me to be here with you um, yeah as far as knowing I know it sounds silly but like in the eighth grade I went to Toll Middle School and we were the students were asked who would like to be in a peer counseling program and immediately I was like, yeah, that sounds like it's for me, which basically what we did was um, if kids fought during snack or lunchtime, um, they would give, be given the opportunity to talk to a quote unquote peer therapist. And if they worked out their issues, then they would be able to not be suspended and be sent home. And so we got trained how to ask questions and how to mediate the discussion and so in I was eighth grade in eighth grade that is so cute <laughs> I was a mini therapist um and I got called out a couple times from class to go and mediate a discussion and you know and they worked it out and they didn't have to get suspended and that was when I knew this is what I want to do for the rest of my life it felt rewarding for yeah, you it was so rewarding and it felt so natural and organic for me that I was like why else would I do anything else you do know? you ever get the feedback that even your voice is made yeah. for this job yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like calm like just listening to you yeah. and I have to say you guys I've had a pretty busy day I'm always running from 
one location to the other and I came in here my heart was racing because I'm just like rushing late everywhere and she says can we meditate for five minutes I was like okay okay let's <laughs> let's do this and I have to be honest I don't meditate that often I would like to but I feel like I don't give myself that time and listening to that five minute meditation I was like he's talking to me yeah he's saying calm down and uh, he's saying, you know, focus on what's important in the day and smile if you need to. And I immediately I thought of my kids and I had this smirk on my face. And the yeah. second the meditation was over, I was like, oh, I'm ready so to do this. Work yeah. On, right? yeah, yeah. I have to say, though, so a lot a of good people start. say that, that like I have such a calm voice and I'm always like, if only you could see what's really happening in my head. It's like the bouncing ping pong. Chaos. But, but this is what I do in order to maintain like calm internally too is that I have to at least for five minutes a day which is such a small part of our day but just to settle back in and be like let's tune into our body what's happening where am I at right now ground myself so definitely part of yeah yeah what I love to do on a daily basis so right now we are in Adrina's um, private practice she has her own private practice and has had it for how long now? Since 2014, I got licensed. But before then, I was a uh, an intern under somebody else's license, still seeing clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also are have a contract with Kaiser, mm-hmm. and you source out therapists for them. That's amazing. Yeah. What we an accomplishment. Started that, uh, my partner, Sean Tvoyajan, and I, we started that in 2019. Um, so kind of going back to, um, like where I was at after the eighth grade, (laughs) I basically, you know, chose to go into a bachelor's program, um, to do psychology. And then after that, got a year of experience in mental health. And then went and got my master's degree, um, in marriage and family therapy, which I think it's important to know just for the listeners that when you look at the title marriage and family therapist it's not only marriage and family therapy we actually do more individual therapy than marriage and family Mm. therapy um so for people who are looking for help and they're like i don't know who to go to you can see a marriage and family therapist for individual therapy but um so i did go to school i completed that and then we have to do three thousand hours in order to um sit for licensure so i completed it at a community mental health practice um, called Dee Dee Hirsch in Glendale. Um, and then I sat for licensing in October of 2014. And I passed the test and I got licensed. Um, and I had just been, I knew private practice was what I wanted to do. So I had just been working toward that since I basically went into the psychology program. Wow. Yeah. And so then, you had an intention. Yeah. Yeah. And now I supervise interns too. Um, and yeah, I have this practice. I see clients. Um, and here. you told me that you were booked. I you don't take really... any more clients. What a blessing. Yeah. I mean it's it's I mean it's bad to say that because it means that like that many people need help, but really yes. so many people need help. And yes. I know when I reached out to you um for someone I know, you're like, yeah. I'm booked, but I can refer them to, you know, someone else. Yeah. And so that's great. That means yeah. you're amazing at what you're doing. So Aww. I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And schedules are always, are always changing. So you know, I can have a full caseload this week and then next week I have three people that are like, I think I'm good, you know, it's ready to terminate Mm -hmm. or I'm moving or whatever. So 
and you know thank you for the compliment but by no means you know am i booked because i'm so great i think there's a lot of need out there um (laughs) and you know luckily i'm able to see however many i can in the caseload that i have um within the time limits that i have because as you know i have twin babies you have twin babies (laughs) and you do all this yeah how do you turn off when you go home So turning off for me is getting present. So when I'm present in the moment, um, especially with my kids, it feels like nothing else exists, you know, and just putting away your phone and letting your kids know that you're present with them. Of course, at times I have to pick up my phone and, you know, answer to this or that. But I actually talk to my kids about it, even though they're two. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, mommy has to tend to something right now i'll be right back you know just letting them know because i think we think they're so much smarter than we think they are totally and so when i do go home i do you know i told you after my sessions i usually try to just ground myself with a little meditation but it's just all about being able to say like where i'm at is where i'm at so Mm -hmm. that's how quote-unquote turning off looks Mm -hmm. like for me until the kids go to sleep and then I'm like you know that's another piece of energy that you're involved in right so then and how old are your kids two years and three months oh my gosh top of stage 27 I have a two yeah they're they're about the same age yeah Olivia's around the same Mm -hmm. age as them Mm -hmm. so Oh my god, I can't imagine two Olivia's. Oh my god. <laughs> she's a workload. Yeah, and she's so adorable. No, um, I think that we as moms try to do all of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't know if it's like that for you. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I'm lacking. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a great mom. Yeah. And each day is just different. And the days that I am more into my phone than I am to them I feel like the guiltiest mom and then there's days where I'll just put away my phone and I feel like I'm neglecting my work yeah. and it's just every day is trying to find a balance and that work-life balance <laughs> is a struggle Real thing and yeah. it's for everyone I don't care if you're a therapist if you're not it doesn't matter for mm-hmm. me it's the same thing I will go to work and feel guilty that I'm at work mm-hmm. you know I'll be with my kids and I'm like I know I have a lot to tend to for work so that's us being human and women in this day and age that we have this because we don't just stop being a mom because things have changed right Mm -hmm. and I work with a lot of moms postpartum and it's it's not easy Mm -hmm. and I think the most important thing is to validate exactly where we're at and how hard it is you know Um, I was actually just talking to a client of mine who is also a therapist and we were saying how much more we need to be real about the struggle of being a mother in this day and age to really just put out and be transparent with how difficult it is you know it comes with the risk of like people viewing us as we're not grateful for what we have but it's tough Mm -hmm. you know we can't just put out everything is bliss it's Mm -hmm. very difficult you feel like social media takes a big toll on that it does yeah Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people who you know two days after they give birth are you know looking their best yes this is bliss everything (laughs) is great and I don't want to 
Um, ignore the fact that there probably are moms out there who are fortunate enough to have a lot of help, um, hired help, family help, etc. that they can do that, but for the most part, most women aren't mm-hmm. there. And so I think we give off the wrong image that mm-hmm. this is so much easier than it is. And then mm-hmm. when we have our own babies, we're like, oh my God, I'm so flawed. I am not good at this. Mm-hmm. I'm not cut out for this because I can't look like that IG model that right. so has it together two days after right. giving birth. You know? And um, we didn't actually mention what you specialize in, which will tie it all back to this. Yeah. So do you want to talk about... I mean, I know you do a little bit of everything, but yeah. your main focus is yeah. anxiety disorders and um, substance abuse. Yes, yeah. So anxiety disorders is a huge one for me because I personally struggle with anxiety and I have learned how to manage it through my own therapy um, and just continuously being on top of self-care and all of that. Um, But anxiety disorders, including OCD, um, generalized anxiety disorder, etc., because so many people struggle with anxiety. Mm -hmm. So many. I can't stress that. And each person feels like they're alone at it, Mm -hmm. you know? And... I can go a little bit into the ways to work with anxiety because I'm sure your listeners, a lot of them also struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yes. didn't know how common it actually was. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I never had anxiety. Uh-huh. I don't know what it's like. Uh-huh. To me, I'm just like, initially, my sister was the first person that I was exposed to that has anxiety. She's yeah. had it for years, but uh-huh. she's now learned how to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but to me, I was just like, just snap out of it. You know, to me, I'm just like, just snap out of it, not realizing that it's not that easy um, yeah. until I married someone who mm-hmm. has really high anxiety disorder. And living with that is yeah. really difficult. And I actually see, I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm thinking, you know, a man, you're stronger. And, you know, mentally you think like, what do you, like, what are you doing? Just like snap out of it. But I've had to call 911 in the middle of the night with a newborn because my husband thinks he's actually having a heart attack and wakes up from this. And it scares me, scared me the first time, scared me the second time. Third time, I just want to say, just take a deep breath. You're having anxiety, not a heart attack. Your, your grandpa lived till a hundred years old. You're family's healthy you have no health issues but it's if if it's in their mind I realize no matter what you say or do Mm -hmm. nothing is going to change that it's a lot of mental and soul searching and the first time I had this conversation with you Mm -hmm. you came to the studio and we talked about anxiety disorder and you said you need to get the book the power of now this book changed my life and I was like oh so I got that book and I used to read it to him chapter by chapter at nights because he doesn't have the attention he doesn't have the attention span to sit there and read a book because halfway through a sentence his mind is already somewhere else so I have to read it to him and then tell him okay so tell me what you just understood from that book and um, I realized it's it's a very serious thing and you know until today he struggles from it and I know certain things help him like exercising Mm -hmm and things like that and so mental health is like at an all-time high right now especially with everything that's happening in the world and I feel like people are really upset and angry and if you have the slightest sign of mental disorder then it's like elevated right now sure absolutely and that's this is why I wanted this one of my first interviews to be this because I was in the beauty industry as you know for a very long time 
and I could see what makeup, just some product would do to someone. Yeah. I've had girls, I can't believe, like I get goosebumps. I've had girls like cry in my chair saying, I, I know I'm ugly, but if you can please like just make me like look beautiful today. And I just like, I never forgot that. And by the time I was end with, end done with the makeup, I see them sitting straighter and they're happier and they're smiling and like kissing me saying thank you. I'm like, wow, this is just makeup. You're, you're beautiful. This is like from the internal thing. And so I've been able to, I feel like make people a little happier with just beauty products like on the outside, but you do the more important work that's on the inside that lives Mm -hmm. on. And well, I think the combination of both is really important, right? right? I think, um, when we talk about health, overall health includes mental health and physical health. So, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're not taking care of your physical health, then it's going to be hard to feel emotionally well. Mm-hmm. If you're not taking care of your emotional health, then you're going to have psychosomatic symptoms, which is basically, I have pain here, I don't know why. Well, you haven't... Yeah, so I was saying the physical um, health and mental health both... Um, are important because the physical health affects your emotional health and the emotional health affects your physical health. So a lot of times we get, especially um, women and of course Armenian women, since we're in the community where you know we see a lot of Armenian women as well, in that they come in with um, a lot of back pain, for example, and they're like, my chiropractor sent me to you. I don't know why, you know, I'm okay, I feel okay. And there's no actual reason for them having pain. And we discover it's psychosomatic, which is basically your body is telling you you're not listening to me. And so I'm going to show you through your physical health because you will listen when I give you pain um, that there's something emotional that's stuck there. So let's really look at what's stuck. And of course, a bunch of things will come up that, you know, they've been um harboring not looking at stuffing under the rug etc so it's definitely the combination like looking at the human as a whole is so important it's not just physical it's not just mental you know um and going back to the anxiety there's so many people who you know we were talking that manifest anxiety differently we all as humans have anxiety we're born that way if we didn't have anxiety we would walk into the street and get hit by a car but there's mm-hmm. a part of us that has that survival mechanism for those of us who struggle with anxiety disorders we we can't turn off that ability to say right now i'm not in a dangerous situation it always feels like you're in a dangerous situation internally you know so your adrenaline is always up and for some of us including myself when i'm going 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 when i graduated and was working part-time and going to school um then going into my master's program etc etc i was honing my anxiety into that like it was attached to that and then when I stopped is when the whole like anxiety kicked in Mm -hmm. and I'm like what is happening to me I feel like I'm about to die every second you know and the panic attacks and you know the symptoms are exactly like a heart attack of a panic attack and so when you stop is when you realize something's going on because we're not attaching it anymore and so to work with anxiety I always sound like a broken record to my clients I'm like 
the last thing I would tell you to do with your anxiety is to make it go away, to stop it. We don't want that. Anxiety is power. What it wants is to come take over. If you keep fighting it, it's going to fight even harder. What would it be like to just invite it in and say, look, I don't feel comfortable with you, but come on in. Let's make it a little bit stronger so that I can let you know that whatever you're trying to tell me is okay. I don't like it, but come in and take over. Mm-hmm. I always say to my clients, like my clients, if they listen, uh, if they listen to this podcast, they're like, yeah, yeah, she's told me that. <laughs> like, I'm like, where is your anxiety level at right now? One to 10. And they'll say it's a six, for example. I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's get it up to a seven. And they're like, what? Like, why would I take it up? I'm like, because it wants space. Give it the space. And as soon as they let it come in, all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's not working. Now it's going down. I'm like, mm. exactly. You mm. know, give it the space. So when you have a partner, a friend, a family member who's struggling with anxiety, the worst thing to say is just meditate, just do this. Just or do snap, that. Out of snap out of it. Snap out of it, yeah. <laughs> it's basically saying, okay, let's give it the space. What is it trying to tell you? And obviously having a professional help with that is important, but it doesn't mean you can't do it if you're you know, not licensed therapist. You know, you're basically just saying, let's give it what it's looking for, which is space. And if you give it to it, it'll subside. But people are so afraid of it because it feels so nasty and they're like, I don't want more of it. Mm-hmm. But it's only temporary and then it goes away, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I can have hours of discussion on anxiety disorders and how to deal with them. But it's definitely something that I feel like, you know, I always say become best friends with it. Mm-hmm. Don't fight it. The more you fight it, the worse it's going to get. This might be a stupid question, but do you see a common thread in people who have anxiety disorder? Like... Is it something in their personality? Is it something in their character? Is there a common thread? Um, I feel like maybe with uh, the people I know, like let's say my sister, for example, Mm -hmm. she always wants to be happy. Mm -hmm. Like her personality is like, I always want to be happy. And Mm -hmm. if the slightest thing doesn't make me happy, then I'm really unhappy. Uh That's part of her anxiety though, right? Mm -hmm. Wanting to Mm -hmm. control something that is sometimes uncontrollable. In terms of, do I see a trend or like types of people? Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, it doesn't, it's the type of thing where, like I said, a lot of us have it. Uh, most people having that is just to what extent do we have mm-hmm. it? And of course, our upbringing, all of that makes a difference. Um, and it's more about how you processed your upbringing because so many people will say, well, I'm a sibling of five you know, kids, and Mm -hmm. nobody else has it. We had the same parents, but what we don't think about is that innately, we are who we are, and the way we process our parents fighting, for example, could be totally different Mm -hmm. than the way our sister processed it, Mm -hmm. right? And so most people who uh, struggle with anxiety disorders are very in tune and sensitive, so we're picking up on a lot of things mm-hmm. going on and we're not able to just let it go you know mm-hmm. so I don't know if I would say that there's a specific characteristic but I could say definitely and I will say that about myself is that we're very neurotic like okay. those of us who struggle <laughs> with anxiety disorder we want it in a specific way yeah you know and if it's out of that then we feel upset about it because mm-hmm. it's not in the way we wanted to con- you know have yeah. it be done 
Understood. So taking all of what we just talked about, mm-hmm. I feel back to social media, I feel mm-hmm. like social me- media plays a very, very, I'm going to say it three times, very big role mm-hmm. on anxiety disorders and mental health. Um, mm-hmm. Not only because we've had a very stressful year, But I do see even, like, the younger generation looking at these fabricated um, images on social media, like we just talked about earlier, let's say, mommyhood, Mm -hmm. or um, seeing someone look happier on social media and wondering why why am I not that happy all the time how do I stay and you know I'm guilty of that people will say how do you look like you always have it in control I'm like what makes you think I have it in control I I don't I am just able to share with you all the things and I and I try to share the bad with the Mm -hmm. good and and sometimes the feedback will be like stop complaining you have a great life you know so I I do realize that we can't win sometimes with Mm -hmm. what we show but what do you say to those who, I mean, we can all say like, oh, it's not real, blah, blah, blah. but yeah. as a mental health coach, what can you say to those who can't help but let that, that world affect them internally? Yeah, so part of having a healthy lifestyle, I think, is having healthy, authentic relationships. And I think a lot of times when we are so deep into being involved in social media we think those are relationships i know it sounds odd but i'm sure no i get it i get it all the time i feel like i know you i feel like i know you (laughs) so um although it's good to watch your stories and all of that and get inspired we Mm -hmm. have to leave it there you know Mm -hmm. and then say i really need to focus on real authentic honest healthy relationships because support system is the most valuable piece in our lives you know so to have real relationships that you're more focused on than those on social media is i think such an important part of all of this because it's in your real relationships that you see the real the good the bad you know all of it and then you're able to connect more and understand more about how their life is and how your life is and it's not about comparison it's about being able to um relate relate to people yeah and i think it's unfair to expect you know so much from these social media influencers including yourself because you're doomed if you do you're doomed if you don't right (laughs) so i have so much empathy for you guys you know it's tough that how difficult it is Mm -hmm. so maintaining real healthy authentic relationships outside of social media i mean that i would say that's the most important piece to know yes i see all the glam Mm -hmm. on social media but let me take a step back ground myself and look at what my real life relationships Mm -hmm. are like um, and to be transparent with one another like i was saying earlier even with our friends sometimes we feel bad to say like jesus motherhood is so difficult i like i lost my entire old life Mm. after i had a baby (laughs) and i'm sad i'm grieving that old life you know even though i'm happy i'm blessed i'm you know i love my kids more than i love myself that doesn't mean that we still can't grieve the loss of 
the old life and so to talk to each other about that so that when they have a baby they're like oh my gosh I thank you for telling me that or if they just had a baby and they felt so alone that they could say wow you feel like this too thank you for saying that you know mm-hmm. so again I know I sound redundant but real authentic relationships mm-hmm. and a support system is mm-hmm. you know so basically don't take social media for what it is and don't live with it yes and live in your relationships with the people you love and people that make you happy i always say like surround yourself with the people that make you happy versus forced relationships you don't want to be around that i think for me has helped me a lot because i have to be on social media like i have to be active Uh and i have to be able to connect with different types of groups and different age groups and different ethnicities and I'm Armenian but I'm not posting everything about Armenian uh, lifestyle all the time I want to be able to say hey I'm human I I have good days I have bad days I do things perfectly I do things imperfect so taking all this I feel maybe talking to someone if you are feeling this type of way whether it's a friend who's a good listener or a therapist, you know, a friend I feel like some sometimes can only do so much for you mm-hmm. because, you know, they have their own bias and their own perspective on things. So seeing a therapist is uh, someone you've never met before, someone who's a professional who's able to, do you guide? So tell me as yeah. a therapist. <laughs> that's a, I've never seen a therapist myself, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. And I, and I have had friends who had and they have really changed the way they feel the way they think the the way they feel about themselves yeah tell me what is the difference between a friend who is a listener and a therapist and when do you feel like you need a therapist i've I've heard something where everybody needs a therapist yeah but (laughs) so you tell me your perspective as a professional well i would say everyone can benefit from seeing a therapist needing is you know i don't know if everybody needs a therapist because therapy isn't for everybody in the way that we process things right so when you go to see a therapist you want to look out for well first of all before we choose to go see a therapist i want to acknowledge how scary it is to go see somebody who's a stranger because when you talk to your friends you could just say Mm -hmm. anything you want to you know you just connect with them etc and when you go see a therapist it's scary because you're like i'm going to go into a setting where i'm going to be vulnerable (laughs) and somebody is going to be a witness to this you Mm -hmm. know and so a lot of clients come in being like on their first session Mm -hmm. they're like I'm so nervous. They're shaking just to be sitting in there. And the first thing I will say is I get it. Being on that side of the couch is so different than being where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So I commend them for coming in because it's so scary before you've gone in. And then at the end of the session, I'll check in with them. And I would probably say 99.9% of the time they're like, oh my goodness, this was so different than what I had expected. Oh, wow. Yeah, and every therapist is different. Um, I will by no means say the way that I do therapy is better than anybody else who does therapy because each therapist has a way they do therapy mm-hmm. and there's clients who fit into that and would like that and there's another therapist who does things completely differently and another client would fit into that you know so I always say try out a couple of them and Mm -hmm. see who fits with you because when I say fit it's 
not only what they're saying or doing it's more about how you connect with them it's a very real raw honest connection and relationship and how do you find a therapist do you just google one you can you can Mm -hmm. google one most of the time i say ask around to see who you know is either in the field or has gone to see a therapist and who they would recommend but just those who don't want to ask because it is something that's private for them you could go on psychologytoday.com though you could put in what zip code you want what specialty you want mm. what nationality language etc etc and it'll come up with those that are in your area psychology psychologytoday.com yeah um if you have insurance then you can go through your insurance you can call the behavioral health department and say i'm looking for a therapist who specializes in this that male female etc mm-hmm. and they'll send you a list of therapists or nowadays online you can mm-hmm. go on their website and do that too Um, But it really depends on what you want. I'm in the Gestalt Training Association in Los Angeles, so I'm learning how to, um, you know, be more of a Gestalt therapist, and that's something that is... Can you explain a little bit more about what that is? It sounds familiar, but I don't know. So it's more about a way of being as a therapist. It's very difficult to explain what that is, but we focus more on what's happening in the room in this moment because what happens in this room is usually a micro version of what happens outside of the room. So it's even the way that we communicate. I'm such an advocate on transparency. You know, I will tell my clients what you just said sat this way with me. Um, I want to process that together or you know what just happened for you right now when you said that or I just saw your you know legs starting to shake is that something that's going on I'm not trying to assume it is but I'm inquiring about it you know Mm -hmm. and the relationship in the room is the most important indicator of quote-unquote progress right if you don't have a transparent good relationship there's with your no therapist, trust there's no point in even going mm-hmm. you know so for me that's the way i work for and of course i'll use different modalities for what my client needs so if i need to use cognitive behavioral therapy then i'll use that if i need to use you know harm management i'll you know risk management or whatever it is i'll use it but overall as a therapist you know, and I can't call myself a Gestalt therapist yet because it takes like nine or ten years to get um, certified in it. And I'm still in like my fourth year. But the way that I am and my presence with my therapist is the most important piece for me. Mm-hmm. So different people will look for different things. If you want substance abuse therapy, there's different modalities. You know, some people say sobriety is best. Some people say, you know, just harm reduction is best. There's so many different mm. ways and you just find somebody that, you know, fits in what you need. Mm-hmm. And so when you ask, do I guide people? Sometimes I will. Sometimes I will give what I think, but I'll take ownership. This is my opinion of mm-hmm. it. Um, sometimes I will guide sometimes I will ask the questions that help them choose what works for them you know but I think a lot of times people will come in and say what do I what do what should I do <laughs> if only we all had uh, an answer to those questions yeah. what do I do but yeah. most of the time most clients know what to do it's I'm here because a lot of times I'll hear I'm feeling stuck so that means I'm here but I want to be here. So for me, the question is, what's keeping you from being there? What, 
so in Gestalt they say um, the work is what's getting in the way of the work is the work so mm -hmm. let's focus on what is contributing to the stuckness right mm -hmm. and so that leads into so many conversations about like how the messages you've received growing up how that's contributing to this mm -hmm. what you know the fears that you have that's contributing to this so um i know i went so deep into it. no <laughs> it's interesting to yeah. know because i i think sometimes well if i needed a therapist how would i or wanted a therapist like you said how do i know who's right for me and how do i know where to find them and yeah. what i should look for and i guess that's what it is it's the the, the trust that you'd have with the therapist the first time you're yeah. meeting. Well, not that there's trust the first time. I've worded that incorrectly. Um, the comfort level, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Right? How you feel when you're in the room. And, you know, yes, right now in my practice I'm full, but that doesn't mean if somebody calls me and wants to come into sessions that I won't say, let me understand what you're looking for and I will refer you to somebody mm -hmm. that I know that might specialize in that or mm -hmm. that might help. I'm always open to helping whoever is in need of receiving mental health care, you mm -hmm. know? I'm not somebody that's like, sorry, I'm booked, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, let's look at what you need and hopefully I can help you find the referral right. for that. Um, and, you know, we all need um, to have somebody that you know we can trust and just be transparent with and that again for some people it's a therapist for some people it's you know friends although we can't see anybody we know right because mm -hmm. we have a, an emotional bias mm -hmm. to that mm -hmm. and so we can't um be unbiased and that's yeah makes about. sense yeah <laughs> makes sense so how do you you know, if, if I'm not seeing a therapist, I maybe I am afraid to see a therapist. There's a lot of stigma attached okay. around seeing a therapist. I've had people in my life, well, Michael, well, maybe you should see a therapist and they get very offended. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not sick. I don't need help. But mm -hmm. it's really beyond anything like that. And I think that's the number one thing. Um, yeah. of getting surpassed to even look for a therapist. Mm -hmm. But let's say I, I am afraid of the stigma I don't have the money, I don't have the resources, mm -hmm. how do I help myself? Yeah, so support system. Become mentally stronger. Yeah, support system is number one. Like I said, having honest, healthy relationships in your life. Um, I always say I feel so lucky to be part of a culture that's so collective because my family are my closest friends and the support I get from my family is you can't measure that you know mm -hmm. so and if you don't have a lot of family surround yourself with like-minded people right that you can feel comfortable with to talk to about things and so you have support systems self-care is number mm -hmm. two here like mm -hmm. i would say number one kind so of so i know what self-care is as mm -hmm. like a beauty expert right mm -hmm. and i feel like when i put on makeup i feel happier i feel better i feel like when i do my skincare routine at night it really helps me unwind mm -hmm. um some a glass of wine and yeah. these things so not including beauty mm -hmm. what would be your tips on self-care and making yourself again mentally a little bit more yeah resilient so those are great things too actually what you just said is to you know put on a mask wear makeup you know all of those things um and to be able to do things that you know make you feel good so i could say for example i'll get a massage and that's huge for me you know i 
love that but for others they're like i don't really like to be touched that way mm -hmm. so you have to find what works for you what i say is participate in self-care that doesn't mean vegging out because a lot of people are burnt out throughout the day mm -hmm. and then they're like oh, i just go home and i just sit down and watch tv all day well that's vegging mm -hmm. out that's not self-care mm -hmm. so self-care is spending time with your friends so they're kind of intertwined like mm -hmm. healthy relationships and self-care spend time with people that you love um do the things that um you know make you feel good like you know like you said having a glass of wine mm -hmm. or putting a mask on or they're taking a walk hiking and mm -hmm. this is all part of self-care too which is in the list of what to do if you want to take care of yourself um outside of therapy is exercise movement if you mm -hmm. move your body for five minutes a day mm -hmm. that makes such a difference just mm -hmm. stretch for five minutes mm -hmm. you know do some so it doesn't have to be a you know i go full and, body workout well, yeah <laughs> i'm like hitting the gym hard for an hour if you mm -hmm. can that's amazing but if you can't don't do nothing just because you couldn't get that full hour in mm -hmm. you know um I love doing Pilates and when I can't go to a class then I do a stretch at home or I watch a five minute video at home you know I'm all about the five minutes stuff, mm -hmm. especially when mm -hmm. we're so busy you know just meditate for five minutes just put on a you know a video to stretch for five minutes mm -hmm. um, those things are so so important do you instill uh, mental health um, in your kids Yes. <laughs> Your eyes just widen like, heck yes, I do. Yeah. And, and how do you do that? They're only two, so mm -hmm. we're always like, I don't know if they're understanding anything I'm saying, but mm -hmm. I feel like they are because I can sense the body language change. Like, my kids don't speak very much right now. They only have, like, words here mm -hmm. they, mm -hmm. they say, but I... I'm constantly I actually learned from you that you would tell um Kat like I'm strong I'm beautiful oh yeah, yeah I'm yeah. smart and I, I'm constantly instilling that mm -hmm. in my children and that I'm flawed and I don't have to be perfect right mm -hmm. so um I'm constantly instilling that in them and I think the biggest part of quote-unquote mental health is you know being able to communicate your emotions um, a lot of times from how we were raised, if we were crying about something that we wanted that we couldn't get, our parents would say, Me love, love, like don't cry. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay, it'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And for me, the way I instill real mental health and healthy ways of communicating is that I'll sit with my children um, and say that it's okay to cry yes of course you're upset about the fact that you wanted a cookie and you couldn't mm -hmm. get it right before <laughs> dinner you know i'm always like i know i know that it's difficult you know and it's not like i just sit there and hover over them mm -hmm. a lot of the times i'll say like avo avo is my son or lilia um you know i'm gonna be over here i'm still here supporting you but feel what you need to feel cry i know i get it it's sad and Crying is a healthy expression mm -hmm. of emotion, mm -hmm. of sadness. So, yes, I'm supporting you as you cry. And that in itself is teaching them, oh, mom can hold my emotion. She's mm -hmm. not afraid of it, you know? And so that's mental wellness, mm -hmm. right? And so it seems 
of course, how people see social media influences, everything's perfect. To me, it makes me feel like you are always in control.、Uh-huh. And is that the case? No. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> no. Never what no. it seems.、Huh? <laughs> never what it seems.、Um, I definitely have my breakdowns, which, again, like if, for example, I raise my voice and I'm not proud of that with my kids, because of course, sometimes I'm so tired that, you know, this tantrum is like, Hitting my brain mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. hard, and I just want to be like, just stop it, you know.、Mm-hmm. And I might even say, just stop it.、Mm-hmm. And then when I ground myself again, then I go to a two year old, which sounds nuts, but、mm-hmm. I'll say, I'm so sorry that I'm s o r r Oh my I gosh, I do the、it. same thing.、Yeah. I, I apologize. Yes. And she says, I'm sorry too. I'm like, oh. Yeah. They get it. Because they get then it. they know we're not like trying to be perfect either.、Mm-hmm. Like, we、mm-hmm. lose it sometimes.、Yeah. Of course, you know.、Yeah. Like, I do and say things I'm not proud of all the time,、mm-hmm. you know, but I do take accountability for it、right. after. And I'll say,、right. that sucked of、that's, me to say that's, that. That's so important to say out loud because I think a lot of times. We're afraid to say, like, oh, yeah, I lose my sh too,、yeah. you know? And, and I think, is there a mom that hasn't, you know? No. And it makes me wonder if you haven't, what am I doing wrong? But、exactly. really, we've all kind of been there. Yeah, because a lot of people will say, like, You're a therapist, you must have it all. <laughs> and I'm like, no, above being a therapist, I'm a human being. Yeah, I have tired, emotions. Who、yeah. has emotions, who is, you know, burnt out, who is, you know, not on top of my game sometimes when it comes to self care. And it, like, you know, reminds me, like, get back on it.、Mm-hmm. You've fallen off, you know?、Mm-hmm. And we're therapists, yeah, we have. Great things to say to our clients, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're always following it either. And we, our clients remind us, like, oh shit, you're telling this to your client. And I'll say it because, as I said, being、mm-hmm. transparent, I'll say, I need to get on top of that too. I haven't.、Been. Yeah. Yeah. Just so they can, you know, it's relatable、mm-hmm. too to be like, I'm not perfect. And in the same way, I ask about your kids. How about your relationship with your husband? Yeah.、Um, does your therapy play a role in that? <laughs> Or, you know, what advice do you have really f- in order to be able to have a healthy relationship? Because I feel as though me and my hu- husband have a really good emotional relationship. So it's、yeah. not just about. All the other different types of relationships we have, we have a good emotional relationship where if there is a problem with either of us, we say it out loud and、yeah. we make sure that the other person knows, but we don't drown them in it.、Yeah. Like, I won't drown him in what he did that upset me, or he won't drown me, but we'll definitely tell each other. And I think we've come a long way、mm-hmm. with that. And, you know, people will ask, you know, how did you? So I feel like that's my take on it, being very transparent with each other.、Mm-hmm. And not, you know, carrying it with us. And I, I tend to carry. Yeah. Because he'll, he'll, if he's upset about something and he's over it like 30 minutes later, I'm like, mm mm.、Uh-huh. <laughs> I need some more time. And that's something that I have to work on. But what advice would you have in, and, and not in any way to say my relationship's perfect? We,、sure. We've blown up on each other quite、yeah. a few times. But what is your take as a therapist and how to keep a healthy relationship? Um, so, I will definitely, definitely say it takes a lot of work. So,、mm-hmm. I'm t- like, quote unquote, like, my title is marriage and family therapist.、Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, my relationship is not perfect.、Um, we, are, we love each other to the core. We have good times, we have bad times. And 
I would be a hypocrite if I was a therapist and didn't seek therapy for my own relationship, you know, because I could know and have all the answers to things when I'm seeing it from the outside, but inward when all my emotions mm -hmm. are involved, sometimes I don't see it, you know, mm -hmm. so to have a therapist of your own for your relationship, I would argue before you even get married while you're dating see somebody learn about each other in a more raw way you mm -hmm. know and that's what couples therapists do hopefully you know is to be able to get deep transparent with each other so definitely don't be afraid to you know ask for professional help mm -hmm. um learning how to it's so cliche communicate right mm -hmm. but what does that really mean what does communication really look like right it's not just oh let's talk it out how do you talk you know how do you express to each other that something that person said didn't sit well with you you know because we could yell about it or be angry about it but where is that coming from how do i really tell my spouse i didn't like that and i'm working on a daily basis to do things in a way that I learned from my therapist, you know, mm -hmm. therapists mm -hmm. have their own therapist, and I say this all the time, don't go to a therapist who hasn't seen a therapist <laughs> or doesn't see a therapist, because we learn so much from our own therapy, too. Um, so to have healthy communication, to have somebody that's supporting you through your relationship, and when you've been in a long-term relationship, to maintain um, fun in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Just seeing each other every day doesn't mean you're spending quality time mm -hmm. together. Really schedule things that when you were dating, for example, mm -hmm. you love to do together, mm -hmm. right? Like go on a hike, travel. My husband and I love traveling mm -hmm. and we traveled so much before we had kids. And now because it's so much more difficult, we have lost that sort of connection of adventure, you mm -hmm. know? So when we can and we're lucky enough to have like my parents, his parents that um, help watch the kids, we try to, you know, have a mini, even if it's a daycation mm -hmm. or just a two day vacation to go and make such a huge difference. That's exactly how we are. That's why yeah. we do all these like mini getaways. Like even yeah. it doesn't even have to be like, I don't know, like world traveling, like just yeah. even like a little getaway. Yes just spending quality time with each other yeah. and like you said reminding yourselves of okay what made me fall in love with this person yeah right? and i love um esther perel she's a relationship expert uh, she's a therapist too um and she has i'm looking at my bookcase um <laughs> she has um, mating in captivity one of the books such an amazing book to really like understand how do you keep a relationship alive and well when you've been together for so long and mm -hmm. you're in that comfort zone mm -hmm. um and i'm you know trying to learn every single day because the second you think you know everything you're doomed like right learn and grow all right. day every day i agree yeah and um as oh my god i just why i don't know I, I'm reading, I'm thinking about your book while I was, oh, yeah. I was like trying to make, a this brings me to the next question. As someone who is surrounded with people who have anxiety, mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like their anxiety is rubbing off on me mm -hmm. and I cannot react the way that I should. Mm -hmm. Like I know that there was a time where he was like, I'm not well, something's going on with me. I was like, oh, 
It's your anxiety. Just take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. And I can tell he's getting annoyed because I'm not being supportive. So, you know, what advice do you have for dealing with mental anxiety? Because it's just as stressful to deal with someone who goes through that than someone who's going through that, not to minimize what they're going through, but you having to live. We've had to come back short from trips because something's going on, you know? And so. No, absolutely. And I want to say. It seems selfish. You know, and, and okay. it sounds selfish, but I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired of your anxiety. It's bad to even say it out loud, but that's, it's very hard to deal with someone. Yeah, no, I mean, has I it appreciate in your, your honesty, and I think that it's okay for you to feel frustrated and to feel tired and to feel like, you know, I want to help make it better and I can't. Mm-hmm. So the helplessness that you feel all of that is okay it's not easy dealing with somebody who struggles with anxiety and so that's the first part it's okay for you to feel that Mm -hmm. way because it is definitely difficult um but when you um think about how to be there for them you can say sometimes i want to be here for you right now and i'm having a hard time what else can we do for you you know Mm -hmm. it's okay to say that you are his partner or this her sister or whoever but you can't be on all the time either i'm a therapist and when i'm outside of my job of course just in essence i'm somebody who people feel comfortable to talk to etc but sometimes i will have to set a boundary and say that's something that you should talk to a therapist about that is not related to you is that that's not your friend you know or I don't have the capacity right now to hold that for you but I want you to get the help that you need so talk to x y and z or do this or you know get connected with nature or that's such a big piece that Mm -hmm. you know is also part of how to um work with your anxiety is getting connected to nature Mm -hmm. we underestimate the power the power of trees the Mm -hmm. power of water the power of everything that is just naturally put on earth like to get connect to soil to get connected with that is you know immeasurable yeah um but for you sometimes as the partner to say exactly that i want to be here for you and i don't know how and my first instinct is to try and fix it but i know i can't so Mm -hmm. what do you need from me Mm -hmm. you know just to ask too i want to help but i can't right now what do you need from me or i feel frustrated that you're going through this again Mm -hmm. and i don't want to make it worse so what can i do even if that means stepping away for a second i was gonna say sometimes that they want to be left alone and whatnot so I mean, we talk about mental health when it comes to social media, our kids, our relationships. I mean, what do you feel is like the most at an all-time high? Like in what area are people having most of their mental anxiety in? Hmm, let me think about that one for a second. I feel like it's all kind of connected anyway because, you know, if I, I feel like if you are in a not in a mentally good relationship Mm -hmm. mentally maybe you feel happy with each other but you're internally not happy with each other translates and trickles to everything else Mm -hmm. in your life whether it's work Mm -hmm. whether it's your kids like I know when something upsets me it's like carried on my shoulder throughout the day with everyone in my life and I've had to work really hard not to do that uh and I and I do feel it because if I'm upset then 
if I see something on social media, it upsets me, then yeah. I'm inclined to comment. Obviously, right. I don't because I'm not that person, <laughs> but this is what's happening yeah. on social media, right? Yeah. And, and it's it kind of, you end up attacking everything around you. Sure. I think work is actually what you just mentioned is such a big part. I see so many people so unhappy in the work that they're doing. And what I always say is, don't look for what's going to make you money. Look for what you love to do and make that into your career. Mm-hmm. Like, I joke about it, but I'm like, if you love eating chocolate and that's your only passion, <laughs> make it a way to make money from mm-hmm. eating chocolate. Like, you could be a taste tester for all mm-hmm. I care. Like, do something that you love and that will bring you money, you know? Enjoy. Yeah. I cannot express to you how much honor I feel to be in the presence of my clients like I tell my clients a lot of times I feel like I should be paying you because I feel like I'm enjoying this more than Mm -hmm. you are like I found that I love listening to people and I'm so curious about people's lives that I've gotten into a career that allows me to do that you know I don't I come to work of course sometimes I have a bad day etc but I come to work feeling like energized so excited to be here like this is my space Mm -hmm. I love it here you know and I love my children but going to work sometimes feels like my vacation Mm -hmm. right because I'm able to break away and focus on something I feel passionate about in a career sense right and then of course I miss my kids and I can't wait to Mm -hmm. go and hang out with them back Um, to that balanced life (laughs) yeah exactly but do things that you love I don't care how much money it's making you Mm -hmm. everybody can tell you already we're in a place where you know money is not happiness sure it brings comfort mm-hmm. but it's never going to bring the happiness you think it's going to bring you because when it's never going to be enough no matter how much you yeah. have there's always yeah. more to be made and you feel like you can Absolutely. always make more but yeah you yeah lose touch with i could sound like a hypocrite saying that because people will ask like so why do you do so much for me i'm addicted to the drive the mm-hmm. journey the accomplishment mm-hmm. you know like yeah I, I like to have money so that i could pay my bills and travel of course and we like all that, aspire but... to have a great life yeah but that should also like you said have to do with um taking something you love and hoping yeah. to connect it with that absolutely yeah yeah i mean it's not about for me at least it's not about the mm-hmm. money i mm-hmm. i love love doing what i do mm-hmm. like I cannot express to you the passion that I have for That's this That's amazing. Field. Makes yeah. me so happy to hear that. Yeah. Because when I was working with customers, of course, I would meet hundreds and hundreds of different kinds of people, different yeah. types of people from different backgrounds. And I could tell whoever, like a lot of people when I would ask, what do you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've met some amazing, like neurologists to pilots, female pilots, wow. like amazing things. And some of them I could tell like my god like they're so happy and so passionate about what they do and then some yeah. will respond in a way and like very miserable and but they'll always tell me that they have this creative outlet you uh-huh. know and like I'm an accountant but I love I don't know whatever creative thing that yeah, they, they want to make up for example sure. and I'm just like why don't you do it and I think a, a fear of losing 
something that you've already worked hard for that you're already in something stable is yeah. is a little tough so i think it's gonna take some time to you know you can't drop your nine to five and i always i would always tell my students this yeah. you know like just because you have a makeup certificate now doesn't mean clients are knocking on your door and you might have to do your nine to five and then the side job until right. that's what happened with me i i was in finance like miserable yeah. i was just doing it because it was a corporate job and sure. it's what i should have been doing but at the same time makeup is like what made me happy like the way you're passionate about therapy like i am still till the, like i i wouldn't do anything else in the world yeah and whether it was makeup at the time and and the scheduling conflict so i started my own brand and now this is where my passion is yeah. and just beauty world in general sure. i know what it does to people from the inside out and i love what yeah. it does but i had to do it as a side job for uh-huh. 10 years before i was like i'm comfortable enough to now leave my job and do this and pursue this but yeah i mean even for me too i was working at a community mental health clinic which was in our world corporate job Mm -hmm. because there's so much politics involved and i think it's wonderful to have community mental health clinics to serve you know the community however my passion was being in a room like this individual doing individual therapy in my private practice so Mm -hmm. as i was at the community mental health clinic i was doing Mm -hmm. private practice on the side you know and with insight counseling of la which is our group practice we're constantly encouraging therapists like you know if if you join our practice you'll realize this is what you got into the field for you know you're seeing therapists uh clients um at your own flexible schedule all of that and it's so rewarding and not to say community mental health isn't but i think um the culture of community mental health is a little bit abusive to the therapists because they know most of them are interns and so Mm -hmm. they're constantly overworking them etc etc takes away from the passion exactly Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm always like you know join our practice if you're a licensed clinician join our practice and really get where you went into the field for which is most people is processing things with Mm -hmm. your clients at your own pace within your own schedule Mm -hmm. you know instead of having for example the director of a facility saying quantity is more important than quality you know and Mm -hmm. that's what I kept fighting when I was at a community mental health clinic I'm like the relationship I have with my client is more important to me than the numbers you want me to meet Mm -hmm. so no I'm not going to do quantity Mm -hmm. over quality Mm -hmm. and you can fire me if you want to but I was lucky enough to just you know be able to transition into private practice as I was still you know Right. building it while I was in community because to be home. passionate about the field you're in I mean everyone works I mean majority of the people work yeah. um, whether it's entrepreneurship or working for someone and, and you have to be happy in your work because it is what we spend most of our lives doing yes. and this is why it's important to be passionate about what you're doing so I don't know if this is your field or what advice or maybe just personal advice like how do you find your passion maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not happy in my job but I don't know what makes me happy how do you find your passion yeah if you don't know yet based off of what you have done or enjoyed maybe you haven't had the ability to find try different things you know um 
step outside of your comfort zone. You, maybe you never knew that you would love playing tennis, for example. Go to the park and try <laughs> playing tennis. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're not going to be a pro tennis player. And may, but maybe you'll work for a tennis, I don't know, association, association. or something <laughs> that'll help, you know. There's so many different things. I mean, I think our field is very um, mm -hmm. similar in that mm -hmm. when you are, I know you don't do makeup professionally um, for clients anymore, but when you were, I bet you were so many people's therapists. Maybe not. Oh my gosh. You know, maybe not. I'll, I'll tell you a scenario. Yeah. Um, well, a story is not a scenario. It actually happened. So I had a, a customer sit in my chair. She had just had a baby and she tells me that she got pregnant again mm -hmm. and she asks me she, she says I'm not ready for this baby my husband says you have to have this baby but I'm not ready to have this baby I finally lost all my weight I'm finally in a good place and I'm not ready to have mm -hmm. another child what do I do she asked me oh and I was like um are you asking me whether you should keep the baby yeah. or because she was saying she doesn't want it and her husband said if you don't this relationship is over. I will not allow you to do that. And so she was very emotional. She's like, what do I do? What would you do if you were me? What would I do? What would I do? I was like, I am not in any place, shape, or form here to tell you yeah. how to make a life decision, whether I have an opinion or not. But like, this is how connected they feel with their makeup artists. And I, and I always thought maybe it was the proximity because you're uh -huh. literally in their face right. and you spend an hour and you feel like a connection when you're sure. that close to someone. And so we were just talking about work and whatnot. And as I was doing her makeup, I see her sitting straighter. I see her looking in her mirror yeah. a little bit more. She starts feeling herself. She's talking to me, but looking at herself, fixing her hair. And at, I swear to God, at the end of this like makeup session, she was done. She was like, "Oh my God, I look so beautiful. I feel so. Oh my God, you made me feel beautiful. This Aww. is beautiful. I'm gonna have this baby. It's everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be fine. I love you. Thank you so much." And I was like, "I'm getting goosebumps on my face thinking about it." But she Amazing. decided to keep the baby simply because she remembered what it's like to look good and feel good again. And yeah. I think you know, as moms, you know, you have the baby. You're slumming it or you're bumming sure. it or you forget what it's like to take care of yourself and then she made this appointment to I don't know if she even had something to go to just you know and she yeah. felt when she felt better about herself she had a more positive mindset and she was like it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay and I was yeah. like oh my god and this was like the most extreme of all the scenarios that sure. have happened in in my history of doing makeup yeah. and but you guys are very in much, a very similar position where you're hearing so so yeah, much so much vulnerability so much. from clients and right? and i and i realized back then how serious mental health is and yeah. this is why i wanted to do this and and like we said it's mental health awareness month and there's so much i'm sure that you yeah. could say about this subject yeah. because this is what you have practiced for years yeah. what advice do you have in general based on everything we talked about maybe things we didn't talk about what advice do you have? I mean, what advice do you give to your customers? I mean, patients or clients. What do you call them? Clients. Clients. Yeah. Um, what kind of advice do you have in order to live a happier life, I guess? Yeah, I would say focus on yourself as a whole. Um, what we talked about today, I think, encompasses that. Take care of your physical health. Make sure you're moving. Um, 
drink water. <laughs> we both have water bottles here. I'm doing my best. Yeah, and it's a struggle for me to mm-hmm. um, get grounded, meditate, have amazing relationships, you know, outside of our relationship, meaning client therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, do what you love on a daily basis and know that it's okay to not always be on top of it, but have the things that come up because you're not a pro- on top of it be a reminder, like serve as a reminder to get back into it, you know? Um, I mean, yeah, and I have a lot to learn, so maybe in a few years I could have something more different mm-hmm. to say, but this is where I'm at too. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. I feel as though if I am happy with myself, mm-hmm. if I am happy, truly happy with who I am, I will have better relationships, better positive uh, outcomes, Mm -hmm. um, will live a happier life and ultimately translate this off to my kids and everybody else I surround myself with so yeah and I want to mention too a lot of people get so much from you want to call it spirituality religion etc etc ultimately those are relationships whether it's Mm. your relationship with your church with your with God with you know the universe whatever you want to call it it's Mm -hmm. relationships right and to have Mm -hmm. a healthy relationships with something that is bigger than us is also very important it's funny you say that because I I feel as though a few years ago I started kind of on that route, like Mm -hmm. the spirituality route. And there was a time where I was very enveloped in it. And I feel like I became a different person because of it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, of course, we all have down days and fall days. But I feel as though having this more broad mentality, deeper understanding of everything that's happening around me mm-hmm. I am a happier person yeah. regardless of what's happening externally in my life I'm internally happy Absolutely. and I, I feel blessed to feel that way but I also have people around me who don't feel that way yeah. they're happy based on how the day goes right versus being internally, internally. happy and yeah. I think it takes a lot of practice Absolutely. because if I'm not reading those books if I'm not surrounding myself with the people that I want to surround myself with, I can see myself getting distant from that. Yeah. And I have to like remind myself and bring me back to that. And that's why I encourage my viewers or listeners or fans or whatever you want yeah. to call it to read books. And it sounds so like, okay, uh-huh. like thanks for your advice. I'll read a book. But really reading a book is just daily will remind you to be on track yeah and to stay connected to whatever that Mm -hmm. is right Um, myself too i'm like i would consider myself an infant in this whole spirituality you know my Mm -hmm. i have a cousin who's very spiritual and she's constantly reminding me like Mm -hmm. get connected with that and you know sometimes when you have a deep loss in your life you step away from it because the things that you thought should have happened with the religion you believed in etc etc um, didn't and so you're like well why do I believe in this if for example God wasn't here for me mm-hmm. and so we step away from it but then like approaching it in a different light mm-hmm. um, sometimes helps too and again call it religion, spirituality connectedness with mm-hmm. earth the universe whatever that is we ultimately have to know and understand that there's something greater than us I don't know what that is mm-hmm. you know I'm in the unknown but mm-hmm the feeling you have 
doesn't lie, you know? Absolutely. Something is there. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Um, Let's see. We've had a great conversation, and I know that we can converse about this subject for hours, but very important information on taking care of our mental health as Mm -hmm. far as not letting us be drowned in social media take it for what it is mm-hmm. you know follow i always say follow people that inspire you make you happy if mm-hmm. a, someone who you're following doesn't make you happy even if they're showing happy things unfollow yeah. yeah like i say unfollow me like i'm i'm okay with i i'm okay with anything that is going to make a person internally happy and be happier with yourself. Do things that make you happy, whether it's yoga, whether it's exercise, read a book, and surround yourself with happy people, like you said, or yeah. supportive people, like you yeah. said, and 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 be patient. And I think it's a, all of it comes back to self-work. Yes. And we will try to be a better person every day and yeah. tra- transform. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I don't think we ever... We all need work, I think. Yeah, we mm-hmm. never get to that perfect place with every day working toward it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But thank you for having thank me Thank you again. for... I know you have a crazy schedule and you miss your kids. You want to get back to oh, that. Yeah. And so we're appreciative of your time and your insight. And I'm sure we'll have another conversation like very soon yeah. as soon as you're ready to share more information with us absolutely thank, <laughs> thank you Adrienne. You, yeah. okay. and that's it yeah. that was great Yay.